0: this year in preparation for our service. If you can actually go to the first slide, the only slide for tonight. Um, you know, I was just praying before the Lord, like, what do you want us to learn of this year? Of course, all across the world, there'll be various Christmas messages that are going forth, and I always try to go before the Lord and just say, Lord, there's a lot of things that we could preach on, but what do you want us to learn from it? from your word? And so I felt like this year, uh, the Lord was just really stressing in my heart, in my my spirit, uh, the concept of Emmanuel, God with us. So to begin tonight, at least the sermon portion tonight, Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, it begins. But while Joseph was about many things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David... Emmanuel, a simple phrase, but also a profound phrase that actually has been turned and was turned into a name. It's a name that embodies, I believe, the love song of the Father. God is with us. The love song of our Heavenly Father. Throughout the year, we, you know, in this place, we we worship the Lord, we learn the Lord, we we love on people, we pray for people, we even see people get healed. But all this is only possible, (laughs) it's only possible because of this phrase, because of this name, because of the reality of this happening through the birth of Jesus, that God now is with us. The love song, the story of love that is seen through Emmanuel can actually just be seen throughout the Bible. Many of us know some of these stories, but it all began in a garden. It all began that God was yearning to have fellowship with his creation. He created the the heavens, the earth, he created the animals, he created the vegetation, but still there was something that was lacking. What was lacking was a sentient, free will being that could worship at his feet. And so he created Adam, he created Adam, and Haba, or Eve. And he made them. In his likeness, he created them. And he was yearning for a relationship. And it says that they would walk in the cool of the day, and they would hear their father's voice. But then something unfortunate happens, right? Man begins to not listen to the voice or the song of love. They choose no longer to answer to his response, to answer to his love and his expression in the garden. (laughs) But yet, through it all, the father still spoke. Even in spite or despite the sin of Adam and Eve, he still spoke his love song. And even in the midst of their shame, even in the midst of their sin, God stops and it from the cool of the day, it says, in the garden of Eden, he says, where are you, Adam? Just wanting, still, even in the midst of the sin, even in the midst of turning away, even in the midst of not listening to the voice of the Heavenly Father, he still, 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 still is asking, Adam, where are you? I want to be with you. Never once does a man have to ask where he's gone. God is always here, always calling out to man, where are you? I'm right here for you. Amen? Amen. The problem is, man, through his own shame, chose not to answer. Where are you, Adam? Through our own shame, through our own guilt, we make a decision not to answer the question from God. Where are you, my son? So, through the Bible, God tried various things. Let me stress, it's not... It's not that he had to try various things because of the shame that the Father had for you, but rather for the shame that man had for himself. Let's yeah. stress that. It's not because of the shame that God had towards man, but rather the shame that man was putting on himself. And through the shame, man, I think, when you just read through the Scriptures, it's just feeling that he's just not worthy enough. He's not good enough to have that relationship with the Father. So the Lord comes and says, fine. Maybe you'll feel better if you just do a whole bunch of things. It's not what I want, it's not what I intended, but the law is made. Maybe if you feel that if you could earn it and you could do these things, maybe something would be restored, but that didn't really work out too well. Man still continued to disobey the commandments of God as he lays them out. Man yet still would not fully respond to the voice coming from the garden Where are you, Adam? And so what happens here is the Lord comes in other ways. So from the law, people were not responding. So yet he tries another way. He tries the prophets. The prophets themselves say, we have all gone astray. But yet in Zechariah chapter one, verse three, the Lord says, therefore, Zechariah, say to them, thus saith the Lord of hosts, return to me. Return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you. Says the Lord of hosts, do not be like your fathers to whom the former prophets preached, saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, turn now from your evil ways and your evil deeds. But they did not hear nor hear, sorry, heed me. But I say, return. He tries law, things he have to do. Man doesn't respond. He then just comes out to the prophets and says, come on, just turn your hearts I'm here. Return to me. Probably one of the most powerful ways in which he expresses this love language is going to be through the Song of Solomon. Through law, man doesn't want to return. Through the prophets, they're still not returning. The Lord expresses his love for his bride. In the Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 7, he says, You are all fair, my love, and there is no spot in you. You have ravished my heart. You have ravished my heart with one look of your eyes, with one link of your necklace. How fair is your love, my spouse? How much better are you than wine? The love that the Father has had for his creation over time is just brewing, and he's trying all these different ways to get our attention, get our attention, get our attention. Man, yet, for the most part, man, for the most part, Man does not completely respond. So finally, he tries yet another. Adam, where are you? No response. By the majority of people. And finally, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant to whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. He is coming. Malachi is the last prophet of the Older Testament. And what then transpires after he says, I'm going to come, man. I'm coming for you, my beloved, my son, my daughter. You didn't listen to me in the garden. Okay, I tried the the law, but you still weren't listening to the law. So I tried the prophets. Just just change your heart and return to me. But yet you still did not respond. I try to express my love and the beauty of the song of Solomon, yet you still have not come back. So here we go, sons, daughters, my beloved, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. 400 years of silence takes place. Heaven's heart is ravished, waiting in expectation for God to come. Can we imagine those 400 years heaven knowing this is happening? I imagine up in heaven, like every day, every moment, they're just saying, it is coming. It is coming. It is coming. The Father is going to come to earth to restore the relationship yet again.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And then, at last, at the appointed time, heaven comes to earth. A child is born, the Son of God, who, yes, comes and brings salvation. But who will? Sorry. But who will yet again utter the question? The question being, the question from the garden: Where are you, Adam? He's waited all this time, and yet he's going to ask again: Where are you, son? Where are you, daughter? The interesting thing is, the beautiful thing is that now the father is going to not just ask the question. But he's also going to choose to answer it. I'm saying this this is very powerful. Man was not coming to God after asking that question. Even though you've gone astray, come back to me, come back to me. Finally, at last, he comes to earth and says, I'm going to ask the question, where are you, my son? Where are you, my daughter? But yet I'm also going to answer it. He's going to say, fine, you may have been hiding from me, but I have been waiting for you. I may have given you the law and the prophets, but now I'm going to pursue you to other the uttermost ends of the universe yes, yes. to come to you, to come in the flesh. You may not be responding to the question, but now I'm even going to pursue you and come after you to find you. Because I can't take not hearing a response anymore. And that is the revelation of the love song of the Lord, where Emmanuel comes in the flesh. God is with us. The Christmas story is more than just the baby being born. It is more than just Jesus being born and salvation being proclaimed. What it is also is that God is choosing to create the opportunity and the ability for he to be with us at any point. Yeah. In any despair, in any hardship, in any good time, in any bad time. As the psalmist David says, Even if I make my bed in Sheol, in the depths of the earth, yet he will be there for me. This is the incarnation of God's love song. Emmanuel, God with us. So, in 1854, Charles Spurgeon, wrote a beautiful Christmas sermon. And I just want to read it over you. And I just want to proclaim it over you. I'll try to read it slowly. Charles Spurgeon, 1854. Emmanuel, it is wisdom's mystery. God with us sages look at it and wonder angels desire to seize it to see it reason cannot reach into its depths god with us it is hell's terror satan trembles at the sound of it that black winged dragon of the pit quails before it if the enemy comes to you suddenly All you have to do is yet whisper that word, Emmanuel, God with us. And back he falls, confounded and confused. Satan trembles when he hears that name, God with us. It is the worker's strength. How could he preach the gospel? How could he bend his knees in prayer? How could the missionary go into foreign lands? How could the martyr stand at the stake? If that one word were taken away, God with us, Emmanuel. It is the sufferer's comfort. It is the true balm of his woe. It is the alleviation of his misery. It is the sleep which God gives to his beloved. It is their rest after exertion and toil. And ah, to finish, God with us. It is eternity's song. It is heaven's hallelujah. It is the shout of the glorified. It is the song of the redeemed. It is the chorus of angels. It is the everlasting oration of the great orchestra of the sky. God with us. No matter what pain... That you may go through. Emmanuel. No matter what trial you go through. Emmanuel. No matter what difficulty. God with us. Because of this day. Emmanuel. In fact. Emmanuel. God with us. But the spirit of the Holy Spirit can turn your pain into joy. Emmanuel can turn your trial into beauty. Emmanuel can turn your difficulty into an opportunity to change you and your world. To understand this reality, we just invite you in future weeks to just come on out. He, Emmanuel, stands with you. Come on out, for we stand with you as a community. We stand with you to be changed. We stand with you to be loved. To be loved by a simple but yet a profound love song. And it goes like this Emmanuel. That simple. That profound. God with us. Amen. Amen. We're going to finish out tonight with the song "Silent Night." And what we're going to do is we're going to light some candles. Thank you, honey. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to light candles. So, Tim is going to light a candle in the front. And what you're going to do is you're just going to light the, the candle of the person next to you. And over some time throughout the song, we'll come to the end. And then what will happen here is when you feel ready, you can just leave and spend time with your friends, your family, whatever you may be doing. Um, and so that's the game plan. And if... In fact, maybe if you stay, we'll, maybe it will make most sense. Just kind of close out with a prayer and a silent night would make sense. Uh, if you are a congregate member and if you would like to give your weekly offering or tithe on the way out, you can just place it in the basket of, uh, of the ushers back there. But please, do not feel any obligation as a guest or a congregate. Just we want to make the opportunity for you. So why don't we stand Try not to cause an earthly fire, but more of a spiritual one. And we'll have the Ajru's back there to collect those candles as well once we're done. first act of creation was, let there be light. The Lord said, let there be light and there was light. The culmination of the light of the world came through men. Father, we just bless your holy name for humbling yourself. And as a full expression of love even though Even though we chose not to return to you, you kept coming. You kept pursuing. And you just kept marching as a loving father to come. Come and get us. We rejoice in that reality. We are expected for what that means for our lives. We honor you thank you. For being with us. We pray that as we go forth. That Emmanuel. The light of the world. That is inside of us. Will be shown. To the earth. All God's people said. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas.